Hello, it's only me. I just wanted to let you know that in this episode there are potentially some mentions of me having a Patreon page where you can find all sorts of extended and bonus content by subscribing to my Patreon. Those comments now no longer apply because I have deactivated and deleted the Patreon page. It's a long story, but I do fully explain it in episode 8, so I'm not going to go into depth here. However, I will say that you can now get two episodes a week, one on a Monday, one on a Friday, instead of having to wait an entire week for a brand new episode. That being said, I hope you enjoy the episode that you're about to listen to. Bye. Hello, I'm Sean, and today is a really good day because a friend of mine told me that there are only 24 days until we fly to Disney World in Florida, and I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, so it looks like that intro is staying in. It's growing on me. I've got to say, it's growing on me. I like the idea of sharing how I'm feeling on the day. I get it's not always going to be happy, smiley thoughts. Today's a happy, smiley thought because I officially fly to Disney World in just over three weeks. And I I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> I proposed to my wife in Disney World. There's something you might not have known about me. Um, well, you will know if you know me. And at this point... Probably only people that already know me will be listening to the podcast. So, this is something you already knew about me. Also, just in terms of timelines, I don't know why you need to know this. Um, this is this is admin more than anything. It, it, in terms of scheduling the podcast, I'm recording quite a few episodes in advance and scheduling them to go out. So, it's now the 16th of July. I fly to America on the 10th of august and on the 11th of august that friday will be when episode one goes out and then the following friday on the 18th when i will still be in america will be when this episode goes out so if you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out i'm in america now and i'm having the best time of my life because i'm in disney world just rest assured if you're wondering how i'm feeling that day it's very very good i'm going to a party today a garden party uh with the great british um Weather being the way that it is, it's obviously obviously it's raining, uh, of course. What else would you expect? We were in the garden this morning, putting a gazebo up in the rain, in the in 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 the rain and the wind, being watched by cows in the adjacent field. Uh, nothing more British, is there? I will say at this point, uh, if it, just in case you can hear it, I have got a wash on. I'm washing some clothes because uh, I don't have a I don't have a recording studio. I don't have all that stuff. I am currently on my sofa with a microphone in my face and uh, and a laptop nearby recording. Uh, to be fair, if I could if I could tell you what I thought was my perfect job, it would be a podcast, a po- full time podcaster, doing exactly this. Like I'm like I'm working right now. I'm working. Not properly, because I don't get paid for this. This is a hobby currently. If it becomes a job, it becomes a job. And that would be ideal. Because that would mean I'm working. I'm sitting on the sofa. I'm drinking a coffee. And I'm just talking to myself. Technically, I'm talking to you, the listener. But I'm talking to myself, realistically. If anyone could see me now, that's what I'm doing. I'm talking to myself. Absolutely, I'm talking to myself. Anyway, 
enough about me. How are you? How are you feeling? Let me know. Get in touch on don't know what pod at gmail.com. I want to know how you're feeling. You know, I I want to be a safe space for people to be able to talk about their feelings. Like I said in the previous episode, there is a lot of stigma around people not wanting to talk about their feelings, especially men. Uh, and that's the whole reason I started this podcast is because we need to encourage people to start talking about things that they don't necessarily want to talk about or that they might feel uncomfortable talking about or uh, a conversation that might, might be sprung out of thin air. Um, if you're currently not in a position where you feel comfortable enough to talk to someone that you know, then anonymously, you're more than welcome to get in touch with me, get something off your chest, and that's at least them putting it out there into the ether, and hopefully that will relieve some some kind of uh, some kind of heavy load for you. I want to listen, um, male, female, non-binary, whoever you are. Everyone has emotions. Everyone has things that they want to get off the chest. And here, that's all we want to encourage. Now I've got the serious stuff out of the way. Let's crack on with the fun stuff. You can follow me on Patreon. If you click in the Linktree link, the link is in there to be able to follow me on Patreon. On Patreon, you can find extended versions of these episodes. So these public episodes go out to anyone who wants to listen to them for free. Okay, and I will spin the wheel twice, and you will hear me talking about two different things that I I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. Every time I record an episode, I spin the wheel four times, and that extended version of the podcast with all four spins on is available as bonus content on my Patreon, amongst other benefits that will become clear once I've got everything sort of in place. You can also get shout-outs on this main podcast, so if you follow me on Patreon, I will shout you out on here. How's that? Also in that Linktree link, you'll find my socials, my personal socials, and the socials for this podcast. Feel free to follow me wherever you want to follow me. I'm nice. I don't bite. I like to think I'm quite friendly. I think that's all the admin that I need to do. So it's a roundabout time. We spin this motherfucking wheel. Just to let you know as well, I don't know if I made this clear in the last episode, the, the wheel is an app on my phone and it is a literal wheel like one of those spin the wheel apps and you can put different segments into it and all the segments that i've got are of topics that people have told me they want me they want to hear me talking about so i literally have no idea even now i have no idea what i'm going to be talking about until i've pressed the button to spin this wheel so without further ado let's spin that wheel oh yeah Right, so we've got amusement parks. This is ideal. I was just telling you before about me going to Disney World uh, in just over three weeks. This is perfect. Amusement parks are. I mean, what? What can I not say about amusement parks? Right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Oh, I should have brought something to write things down with. I could probably do this on my phone. Right, amusement parks. Because I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to take a minute just to think just to think about what i can say so that i don't waffle too much or go too far off on tangents so let's think about where it all began my love for theme parks now the first theme park well the very first theme park i think i ever went to was somewhere i think called gulliver's world which is um it's a, well it's a theme park uh very near to where i live no, i don't know if it's very near to where i live it's actually not very near to where i live if i'm if i remember rightly they had these um i have this memory of being on these things and i've uh, been on it with my granddad and i was too small to reach the pedals so my granddad had to pedal the entire thing it was almost like a monorail 
But it was literally, you would sit, there were two seats either side and there was pedals and you would pedal them and it would go around on this this sort of singular track. Um, and again, because I was too small, my granddad had to pedal the entire thing and I don't think, don't think he was best pleased about this um, at the time. And there was uh, one of those properly old, and I think it was the first roller coaster I ever went on, one of those proper sort of wooden roller coasters with the that they sort of like it's almost like a big dipper style thing you don't it's not how like you have the roller coasters these days with the sort of tubular metal thingy and the three wheels that go around either side on the coaster you i hope you know what i'm talking about here it was one of those proper old ones didn't go upside down barely went sideways it just went up down you went round a corner it went down then up then down and then but you know back you finished I recall there was, I mean, we're talking like, like, I, like I said, this was my first outing in, in into a into a theme park. Re- properly trying, I'm really trying to remember the um, the specifics now. There was, oh, I, th- I think I, I can't remember if it was like a like a funhouse style ride or if it was like a carousel style ride where it just went round. Or if it was like a fun house, like a like a haunted house kind of ride where you were on a track and it went through a building. I can't remember, but there were dinosaurs and you kind of sat in a pod. Maybe it was like dinosaur eggs. Um like a like a like you sat in like a pod which was like a dinosaur egg and that was the that was the, the cart that you sat in and you went round and there were dinosaurs around and about, but like cartoony dinosaurs, not like proper dinosaurs. And it was, Gulliver's World was very much a kid's theme park. And that, that is more or less what I can remember about Gulliver's World. Was the kind of monorail thing that you sit on and pedal. The shitty wooden roller coaster, which I remember one of my cousins going on and crying. Oh, and I remember on that roller coaster, the, 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 the seatbelts were literal seatbelts. Like the kind of seatbelts that you would get in a car. Do you remember in the old, like old cars, like in the nineties, and the and the seatbelt for the middle seat on the back seat of the car literally just went across your lap. Nothing came across your chest; it was just across your lap. Those kind of seatbelts. And for this roller coaster, it was that you pulled it across, it just went click in. There you go, and that was it for this roller coaster. That's that's how not dangerous it was. And I recall one of my cousins, I won't name her on here, cried, but she was very young. She was very young, I think. Oh, I can't even think how old I would have been, so I can't imagine how old she would have been. I, and she's about, what, four or five years younger than me? I digress. Yeah, so she cried. And that's all I can remember, really, of Gulliver's World. My next foray into the world of amusement parks was Alton Towers. Now, if anyone's from the UK listening to this podcast, you've probably heard of Alton Towers. It, that's That's pretty nearby to where I live. It's not very far at all. I've been so many times it was a popular school trip end of year school trip every year we would go um you just kind of get let loose i've been a few times with friends as i've sort of got older uh been with friends and uh gone as an adult and then also one of a couple of my friends are school teachers and they they do alton towers trips with their school but do it at the weekend do it on a saturday and some of their other teacher friends who work at this school are like, I'm not going to Alton Towers on a Saturday and having to look after the kids. I don't work on a weekend. So what they say is they say, hey, you're a responsible adult. Will you come with us? 
go to Alton Towers for free because the school's paid for it. And just basically all you have to do is call a register when we get there. Once we're inside the park, the kids go and do their own thing. You go and do your own thing. Then when it's time to go back to the bus, you do the register again. Make sure everybody's ticked off. Cool, cool. Back on the bus and home. Lovely. So yeah, I've been a fair few times to Alton Towers. The first time I went, the first roller coaster, the first upside down roller coaster I ever went on was the Corkscrew, which is no longer there. That's now been replaced by 13, um, which is a, it's okay. The theming around 13 is very horror movie. If you don't know what it is, you sort of on your way up there and it's very spooky you go through like a woodland area and it's it's good it's a good roller coaster but the best part of it is obviously the drop um if people obviously know what i'm talking about if they've done it if you don't what happens is um it's very much a standard roller coaster up you're down you're twisting blah 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 it doesn't go upside down or anything but you're twisting around and stuff and then at one point you come to a room and it the track slightly jolts and then it drops about 15 feet very quickly. Drops. And then you go backwards for basically the rest of the for the rest of the coaster. Uh, very famous one. There are a couple of very famous ones on towers. Uh, Nemesis. Nemesis tends to knock me quite sick now uh, when I go on. So I don't like it as much. I do still go on it, but it makes me feel a bit ill. So I try not to go on after I've eaten food. Oblivion is... A really famous one, but in the grand scheme of things is absolute dog shit. It's just you get on, you go up, there's one vertical drop, and then that's it, you're done. In the grand scheme, it's it's rubbish. Air is good on paper, and I think when it came out, it was quite revolutionary. So you, basically, you get on the seat, and then, I'm just trying, I'm, I'm explaining this now for people that maybe haven't done it. Um, I'm, un- I'm very aware that lots of people in the UK have been to Alton Towers and will know exactly what these are, but I'm trying to explain just now. Air, you, it's one where the track is above you, you hang down, you get into your seat, you get strapped in, you're, you're locked in with all the all the harnesses, and uh, not harnesses, you know what I mean, the bars and stuff that come over your chest and stuff. And then it kind of raises you up so that you're now flat facing the floor. So then when the coaster's going... It just it basically you're supposed to feel like you're flying, like Superman, I guess. So there's that. That's recently had an update that I've heard is not very good. So basically, you wear VR goggles, and so when you're flying on it, it, it plays like a like a video in your into your VR into your VR. You don't have to do it; it's like an option. But apparently, the VR is not very good. It, it, it's supposed to be like you're flying around space, and I've I've not done it myself, but I've heard. People have said it's quite shit. Now, there's a ride there called... It was called Spinball Wizard. Then they changed the name to Sonic Spinball, and it was sponsored by Sonic. Or, it, I don't know if it was sponsored by Sonic. It was like it was like a Sonic the Hedgehog ride. It's basically a roller coaster you go on, but it, it spins at the same time like a teacup. And then it lost its name, Sonic Spinball, and went back to Spinball Wizard. And I think it's because they never officially asked... This is something I've heard. I don't know how true this is. Apparently, they never officially got the rights to the Sonic name. And I think then um, Sega, or whoever it is that owns the rights to Sonic now, found out and lost their shit, basically. So they, they no longer can call it Sonic Spinball. They're just, they've just gone back to Spinball Wizard again. That's a good ride. Again, it doesn't go upside down. But what it does do is spins like a, like a teacup as you're, as you're riding it. And it's, it's, it's fairly, um, fairly fun. 
it's good it's a good one and that's that's about as much as i'm going to talk about on alton towers just very quickly because i'm aware that i've been on amusement parks for a while what i will say is i'm very excited to go back to disney world again there's some obviously people lots of people will know there are some amazing amusement parks in disney world so, uh, lots of rides i still haven't done yet because i haven't been since 2019 due to covid lots of new rides uh rise of the resistance and um smugglers run uh the two new rides in uh, galaxy's edge in the new star wars section there's a toy story section in in uh, hollywood studios which has um Slinky Dog Dash, which is a good, it's a fun ride. It's not amazing. It's it's a good, it's a it's a nice roller coaster, but it's good for kids kind of thing. A brilliant ride in Star Wars, in the the Toy Story section is uh, Midway Mania, Toy Story Midway Mania, where you play. It's it's kind of, it's a ride, but it's a game at the same time. You sort of shoot, um, you shoot at this three D screen, and you get points and stuff, and it's like there are targets to hit and etc. Uh, etc. Et the be- the 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 best ride I've ever been on. At- full stop at this point is flight of passage in pandora nothing compares to that as far as i'm concerned at the at this very moment in time um that's an animal kingdom but what i have heard from some reliable sources is that there is a new ride in epcot in disney world and it's called guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind and it's supposed to be the best experience a lot of people have ever had not even just in terms of roller coasters, but the best experience. So, do with that information what you will. I am doing with it what I will, and I am running to that ride when I get there. Sprinting. I'm also buzzing to get back to Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, because that's where Velocicoaster now is. I've still not done that one, because uh, that was only built since the last time we were there. That's exciting to get. You know, I'm... I'm I'm definitely running over with time now for to make this like the length of a listenable podcast. But what I will say is amusement parks are right up my alley. I could say a lot more on them. But, and I won't say any more just in case it does pop up again in a future episode. But amusement parks, right up my alley. That fell very nicely for me for the first spin of today's episode. Now let's go to the next spin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's tap dancing. Tap dancing. My mother-in-law told me to put this in. I was, um, she came around to visit a few days ago, and I was sat at the table doing some admin for the podcast. I was uh, going through some of the suggestions that people had given for topics. I was writing them into a book so that then I could transfer them into my wheel um, so that they were all in one place. Um, and Heather, my wife, explained to her mum what, what I was doing, told her about the podcast, and she was like, give Sean a topic to talk about. And she, and Margaret, my mother-in-law, went, well, he wants to talk about something that he knows stuff about, doesn't he? Because she didn't get the premise at the time that it can just be anything that I might not want to talk about. So she was like, he'll want to talk about something that he can talk a lot about. Um, so what about tap dancing? Okay, so just to let everyone know... Um, I do do musical theatre as an as an amateur. Um, one of my passions, one of my biggest passions in life, is musical theatre. It's 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 what I love to do. I uh, perform. I'm mostly an actor and a singer when it comes to performing, but I I do dance. I do bits of dancing. And one part that I did play a few years ago was Phil Davis in uh, White Christmas. 
And Phil had to sing this song with his partner, Judy, who's played by a wonderful friend of mine called Gemma. Uh, and they do this big tap routine in the middle of it. And for that routine, I had to learn how to tap. And that is the one sort of big tap routine that I've ever done in my in 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 the ten years that I've been with my wife, and I've known my mother-in-law. I've done one tap routine, and she thinks that one of the of all the topics in the world, she thought one of the things that I would most love to talk about is tap dancing. I love that woman, but she could have chosen a hundred other things for me to want to talk about than tap dancing. Right, so tap dancing. I I I do really love tap dancing. I've actually started learn started sort of relearning tap again recently. I I go every Tuesday night to a tap class. Well, it's it's actually a dance class, so it's half an hour of ballet, half an hour of tap, half an hour of modern, finished with like a core workout. I don't do the ballet largely because I'm shit at it, but also largely because I can't make it in time after work is finished um, because I finish quite late in the day. So, I've been learning again recently how to tap. I can shuffle ball change. I can I can do a time step. I can... I mean, I don't know. Honestly, this is a really difficult one for me to talk about because I genuinely don't know shit about tap dancing. I can do it. Like, someone can go... Can, like someone can teach me, like go, oh, do these steps and I can copy them. I'm a good copycat. That's what I generally tend to do when it comes to dancing. Someone will go, do this, this and this. And I will go, oh, this, this and this. And they go, yeah, that, that and that. And I'm like, okay, well then I'll do it. I know bits and bobs of terminology, but people people say shit. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Just, is it, does it go da 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 And they'll go, yeah, 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 that's right. And then I'll do that with my feet. I don't know what the moves are called. I can't, I couldn't talk about it and make it listenable on a podcast oh no wait that's what i've got to do right now in this very second great um i actually did play another part where i had to tap dance when was that was that before or after i think white christmas was before spam a lot and i played patsy the tap dancing horse and for those of you who don't know spam a lot it's based on monty python's holy grail and patsy is the they call him a horse he's not really a horse he's a man with a big rucksack and two coconuts and he sort of taps them together as he runs it's funny it's a funny show um but he does do a bit of tap dancing in 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 the song always look on the bright side of life which is a really sweet song up i i I think there will be very few people who listen to this podcast now that will have never heard that song. You know it. Of course you do. Um, I had to tap dance in that. There was also a big tap number in another one of the songs, Nights of the Round Table song. I'm trying to think of any other instances where I've tapped. I've actually tapped in, uncom- in an uncomfortably hot situation when we... So basically, the reason we started going to Disney World in the first place was because with the dancing school that I'm kind of associated with, we would go, um, we we would go to Disney World to perform as part of like a performance package, and we would perform um, in Disney World, and we'd get a two week holiday out of it, and we would only have to perform for one day. Literally, one performance, one day, 
and you get a two-week holiday out of it. Genuinely one of the best decisions I ever made because now we go every other year to Disney. We haven't been since 2019 because of COVID, so this is this is really needed now this year, 2023. Disney 2023 is what everyone needs right now in their life. Um, and I distinctly remember um, we did a routine... We did a routine to 42nd Street, and it was in, I'm not joking, almost 40 degree heat in the middle of Disney Springs in Orlando in August, and someone passed out. Someone had to be, someone had to be wheelchaired off. It, it was, um, I'm not going to say a name on here. I don't know. I don't know how embarrassed she would be, but one of the young girls who we, who we did the dancing with, had to be taken away in a wheelchair because she'd collapsed. Um, backstage, it wasn't on the stage when she collapsed. She collapsed backstage, but all you would get really was a completely open and outside stage, and then some like big sort of cardboard flats that separated the on stage to backstage and then you'd go around the back there was like one big fan and that everyone would try and congregate around to try and get cool and then two like water coolers with some of those cone water drinking cups that can't you can't just like put it down you have to hold it all the time uh some of them um but we did a big big old tap routine to something from, from 42nd street and somebody passed out so yeah that's uh that's as far as my knowledge goes with tap dancing. So thank you to my mother-in-law for throwing me under that bus. I feel like this one went quite quickly downhill. It started quite high with amusement parks. Tap dancing, I couldn't, I, I really can't talk about that much. My wife tells me off quite a lot for tap dancing. At home, I will just tap to myself because I'm, I'm a fidgeter I have to be doing stuff I have to always be moving about and doing stuff I can't keep my mind on one thing at once um you know if like I'm recording this now when I when I come to edit it later I will probably have the Wimbledon final on in the background because I don't know my brain just needs to have be completely stimulated all the time so while I'm focusing on editing the podcast that's not that's not quite enough for me i need to have something else in the background or maybe i'll just like stick a musical on you know on on on, on my apple music um on, on my apple music on my phone or something i don't know but i have to i have to have multiple stimuli to uh to keep me to keep me going while i'm at work i will always have a podcast on listening to something while i'm uh while i'm working away makes the days go quicker makes it feel less like work then so thank you ever so much for listening to episode two of my podcast. Do not forget that if you've got any comments, questions, topic suggestions, or you just want to get in touch, then you can contact me on don'tknowwhatpod at gmail.com. If you click the link in the description of this podcast, the link tree link, uh, you can find my uh, socials. You can follow me wherever you want to follow me. And you will, on there, you will also find my Patreon, the I don't know what I'm talking about. Patreon. Now, on Patreon, Patreon is basically, for those of you who don't know, it's like OnlyFans, but for content creators. I'm not going to get my bits out for you, but what I will do is give you extra content of what I'm recording and give you little bonuses. So if you follow me on Patreon, I'll give you a shout out on the podcast, on the public podcast. If you follow me on Patreon, you get an extended edition of this very podcast 
So if you're listening to this publicly on a podcast app, then you will hear me talking about two topics. When I recorded this, I actually spun the wheel four times and ended up talking about four topics. You can hear the extended, uncut version of this on my Patreon. How nice is that? If you don't have the wherewithal to be able to follow me on Patreon, that is 100% fine. You know, we're in a cost of living crisis. People are trying to make money where they can. Hence why I'm doing a Patreon account. <laughs> um, and, you know, times are hard. It's not easy. If you If you can't follow me on Patreon, that is fine. What you can do, which is totally free for you, but 100% beneficial for me, is you can leave me a five-star review on whatever podcasting app you're listening to. If you want to leave a a comment, then you can. I think, I don't know if that's only available on Apple Podcasts or if you can do that on other platforms, but leave a review, make it five-star. That will push me up the ranks. That means more people will listen to me and that means hopefully eventually I can get some ad revenue. And, you know... For you, that's completely free. It, it's free to be kind. And I would love it if you could be uh, on this on this occasion. Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is a journey that um, I've been spending a lot of time kind of trying to perfect. I want to get it right because I'm doing this podcast for a very personal and hopefully positive reason to spread the word. Everyone has emotions Everyone gets emotional, even men, even proper manly men. And no one should suffer in silence. So open up, talk, don't just hold it in. It's okay to not be okay. Thanks for listening. Join me again next week when I could be talking about literally anything. Goodbye.